It's a beautiful morning. The birds are chirping. The sun is shining. And you're listening to Breakfast with Rosie. Next up, some smooth jazz on your drive to unemployment. What the fuck? I know it's mean to say you're green, but you got to leave WWE. You're not fit to be the shit. So stay at home and make my grits. <laughs> That's the first verse. If anybody's looking for a new co-host for any radio <laughs> show, I'm available. Good evening, wrestling fans, entertainment fans. This is Anthony of www.wrestling-news.com. I want to thank you very much for listening tonight. Oh, how I had no idea that the wrestling world was filled with atheists. Dixie, you are forgiven. Hi, I'm Kermit D. Frog. I am the new GM for Raw. NXT! NXT! Yay! Get the fuck out of here. Go into the TNA impact zone with one of those metal detector wands. And when Hogan comes out to cut his promo and he's doing the air guitar, just turn the fucking thing on. <laughs> Since youngins do listen, some of your youngins out there do listen, I think it's a little bit too inappropriate to be using the word cut on this show. People out there, remind me in a little while the word Hindu. That's how the shows go. If you're new to the show, whatever comes to my mind, that's what I say. <laughs> uh, total non-stop Anthony That's what you got tonight Total non-stop Anthony Total non-stop Anthony Total non-stop Anthony Hey, what's up, everyone? Don Tony here. Welcome to this edition of Breakfast with Blossy for October 24th, 2018 I'm sorry for doing this a little bit late today uh, truth be told, last night and for a good part of today, I lost my voice. My throat was strained. Um, I don't feel any more ill than I have the last month or so with the uh, the bacteria infection and the fevers and other shit going on. But, man, it sucked today trying to talk and you just can't. And I thought about this earlier today just to put it in perspective. And it's not so anybody could say, oh, thank you for what you do and this is an ad. But maybe I'm putting a little bit too much uh, overload on my voice and my, you know, my vocal cords. And I'm, and I'm saying it seriously because, you know, forget about what I did last week. But just from Sunday until next week, think about this. Saturday, I did episode 42 of This Week in Wrestling History. Monday was the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Yesterday was episode 29 of blah, blah, blah. Today is Breakfast of Blasi. Friday is episode 30 of blah, blah, blah. Saturday is episode 43 of This Week in Wrestling History. Sunday is the Evolution pay-per-view recap. Monday is the DTKC show. Next Tuesday is episode 30 of blah, blah, blah. Next Wednesday is Breakfast Soup. It's just like never ending. But you know what? I have fun doing these. And as long as you keep tuning in and you enjoy it, I'll keep dishing these out as much as I possibly could. So hopefully my voice will stick around for this episode. I'm going to get this stuff done as quickly as possible. We have quite a few things to talk about today. Some of it is an add-on 
to the discussion that we had Monday. I will tell everyone right off the bat, I am not going to spend a boatload of time here discussing Roman Reigns any further. And I'm saying this with the utmost respect. I appreciate everybody who, uh, uh, I don't want to say enjoyed. I mean, the discussion Monday was not enjoyable. It sucks. The guy got diagnosed with the re- with the return of leukemia. It is not uh, something pleasant to have, and it could ruin his career. And hell, so for some people, it takes your life. And we all just feel totally, you know, bad for the guy. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have friends, family members, even our own health to worry about. And although it really, really sucks to see what happened to him, I mean, I'm seeing some people online and they're just writing tweet after 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 tweet about this guy. And sure, you're a fan. But man, I don't need to see that, you know, it was nice. He gave old boots to a wrestler. But then because this person shouts him out and Cody shouts him out and his promotion shouts him out and this article writes this and MSG posted thing. My God, we can all see it. I mean, it just some people out there. I don't know what it is. I think some people may have a little bit of guilt because that they bashed Roman Reigns, even though they have to take a step back and realize it was nothing personal with the guy. You know, on the opposite end, there were people out there that were big fans of Roman Reigns that started swaying. And look, a lot of people said that these pushes that he kept getting were a failure. And then he gets sick and it's like they subconsciously, you know, have this guilt. So they have to remind us you know, that they were a supporter of four out of the last five years and stuff. Come on. You know, we we pray for him. We want to see him get this back in remission. And But we all have our own things we got to worry about and deal with as well. And, you know, it's just, it's sad. It's sad what's going on with him. But I will address a couple of things right off the bat. And these will be very, very quick. First of all, shout out to PW Insider for the dumbest fucking news report that I have read this year. They actually reported that WWE's plans for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 35 are out the window. You think? I just think of the stupidity of that. That They reported that as news. All right. That's like somebody because they died. Oh, this person, the plans of this person coming back for fucking Rocky eight are out the window. No fucking shit. I read that and I'm like, am I reading this correctly? That the plans for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 35 are out the fucking window. The fuck did you think that there was a chance that he could come on? It's just, I just read some of this stuff and I want to just fucking punch myself in the head. I really, I just, I see this and it's ridiculous, but I am going to address something and I'm not going to address anybody in particular, but I will bring up Tommy Dreamer. All right. Because there are some people in wrestling that are accusing WWE and, and just think about this for a minute. They actually are accusing WWE of um, exploiting Roman Reigns' leukemia, exploiting it because they decided to do this storyline where Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins, exploited Roman Reigns' cancer. And 
on Monday, I said, this is an entertainment company. The show must go on. All right, and to turn around and to say, you know, you have so many kids that are into the product now. You want them, even if it was just a feel-good moment of going off the air with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins holding the belts up in the air, this is for you. And there were people in wrestling that were angry that Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose dedicated the tag titles to Roman Reigns, that you're exploiting his cancer. Think about if they didn't do that. What's worse, to have his fellow S.H.I.E.L.D. members not do this in tribute to our fallen foe who is ill or, or not say nothing at all? Think about that for a minute. I just, I read this stuff and I said, do people realize that this is an entertainment company, that the world is supposed to stop and we're supposed to just have feel good moments for the three hours because he just announced that it's, that his leukemia is back? I just, I, I read all this and Tommy Dreamer basically said it perfectly. If you are, if you're that offended and you feel that, then you shouldn't watch wrestling anymore. Really, you shouldn't be a wrestling fan. And I want to make this perfectly clear. This is not directed towards anybody out there who did not like that they did that swerve, that betrayal on Monday night because it was the same day of the show. You have a right to your opinion. I disagree with it. I respect your opinion, respect mine. But to have people accuse WWE of exploiting Roman Reigns' cancer, his illness, that's just fucked up. I mean, and and then I read people are saying, well, show me another TV show or another thing where, you know, the announcement of somebody, you know, sick like this at the beginning, and then they decide... Fucking wrestling is a very unique form of entertainment. You can't compare it to anything. All right, you may have a TV show here and there where a comedian, you know, I think of John Ritter and others where somebody abruptly died and they have to, the show must go on and they change something around and they do something completely different. It's an entertainment company. They got a pay-per-view coming up Sunday. They have on schedule still the crown jewel. You have other events coming up. You have storylines. You have things that have to be done. I thought it was brilliant for them to do this on Monday because it gets every Everybody's minds immediately off of what happened with Roman Reigns for a little while and focus back on entertainment. Maybe that's what Roman Reigns wanted. Everybody we ever think about that? You're not sick. He is. You're not his wife, family, kids, friends, this, that. They are. And if they wanted to do this and Roman Reigns was happy with this and gave his blessing and said, yeah, no, that's cool. The show must go on. I mean, when Eddie Guerrero died, do you remember when they kept doing a storyline, you know, after he was deceased and some people said that Eddie would have wanted this, all right? They're in the business, we're not. So you have, you have an opinion, fine. But to turn around and accuse WWE of exploiting his illness is just ridiculous. It's just stupid. And some people on a computer are writing this stuff and saying this stuff. And I think that they, they don't realize it, but they're the ones exploiting Roman Reigns' cancer. And you want proof of that? Because they need to exploit his cancer by accusing WWE of the same thing to legitimize and to strengthen their feelings about what went on on Monday. 
You know, we if you look in the political world, you see certain people who will always accuse other people of being racist. But meanwhile, when you take a step back, those people who are doing the accusations are some of the most racist people in the world. Everything is fucking black and white. Everything. So some of these people that are really, really upset at Monday for whatever reason, you know, they're, they're social justice warriors, they're snowflakes, they found it disrespectful. If you have that opinion, fine, I respect it. But when you start accusing other people, especially the company that Roman Reigns is employed with of exploiting his cancer, where you don't even know if he gave his graces, which probably he did, obviously. They're not going to disrespect him and do this with him objecting to it. You know, you're you're using that to legitimize and strengthen your argument that WWE was wrong. And I just saw that the last couple of days and I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's just ridiculous. Uh, It's just some people are not satisfied with just their opinion. They have to, you know, put gasoline on it. They have to bring other people down to try to make their point look like the right one, the dominant one, the correct one. It's no longer I respect your opinion, even though it's disagreeing with mine. Now is if I'm if you don't agree with my opinion, your your opinion is shit. And it's sad. Now on to the keyboard doctors. You know, we've always heard of keyboard warriors online. Now we got keyboard doctors because a clip of Monday's DTKC show hit YouTube. I don't post YouTube clips of our show. I have two particular people that ask me if they could post our clips and I give them permission to do so. There are others who try to put up full shows just to try to get some advertising revenue and I always get those taken down. But the thing is, is that one of the clips from Monday show showed up on YouTube and it was me giving everybody the cliff notes of leukemia. I didn't say that I knew what form of leukemia Roman Reigns had. I didn't say what his prognosis was. I didn't say if he was going to be able to get this back in remission. I didn't say if he was going to be able to return to the wrestling ring or not. I didn't say if his life was in jeopardy. I didn't say any of that. I basically told you a brief rundown of what leukemia is, the different forms of it, what is most likely with adults, and I specifically went out of my way to tell everybody on Monday that we don't know what form of leukemia Roman Reigns had. So don't jump the gun. And since then, you have tens of thousands of keyboard doctors out there who are telling us that Roman Reigns will return to the ring by next year or the year after. There are people who are telling everybody out there that Roman Reigns, yes, it could be cured. Don Tony, what the fuck are you talking about? Leukemia can be cured. And I said to myself, you know, think about this for a minute. He got diagnosed with leukemia in 2007 or 2008. If his form of leukemia can be cured, then why did it come back? Just, you know, like I just take a step back. And I'm like, did some of these people even realize the, the stupidity that they're saying? I totally understand fans out there who want to see the glasses half, half full, not half empty. You want to pray. You want to, you know, Roman, you're going to beat this. You got this. You're going to get it. You're, he's going to return. You'll be back. We can't, And when you come back, you're going to kick ass. And you have wrestlers doing that as well. That's a form of encouragement. That's support. 
That is showing love for a f- fellow human being. There is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But when you turn around and you start belittling others that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, his leukemia can be cured, he'll be back within two years. What the fuck are you basing this on? What are you basing this on? There was actually a guy on YouTube, I'm not going to mention his name right now, and the sad thing about it is if you actually look at his channel, this guy look is like a really educated, this isn't just a regular wrestling fan, this is a guy that's like a professor in, in college, and he's telling me that Roman Reigns' leukemia can be cured, but it's not being cured because of the government, and they have a cure, and they're doing this because of money. He went on this epic rant about Trump and the government, this and that, and I'm like, you know, if this is your opinion, all right, cool. But to turn around and tell me that you know, this act, this guy actually wrote that he knows for a fact that this is why Roman Reigns' this leukemia came back. It's just this, all the whack jobs are coming out. But again, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say any more about it. We feel bad for him. We pray for him. We wish the best. But for everybody out there, you have family members, friends, co-workers, neighbors, loved ones, significant others who may have family members or you yourself or them directly have illness. We all deal with it, either ourselves or family and friends. All right. You know, you don't need to write 35,000 posts about every little thing with Roman Reigns. I mean, if you want to do that, fine. But I mean, you know, there's no reason to keep repeating this over and over and over and over again. You don't know what form he's got. You don't know if it's something where he could just take a pill and it could be under control, but his wrestling career is over. You don't know what he's got. You don't know what form it is. You don't know anything about it. And remember this, and this is something that nobody has talked about since Monday. This is real life, what we're talking about. And you got people sending posts. Did you see what Cody said? Did you see what Ring of Honor wrote? Did you see what MSG posted? Did you see what blah, blah, blah wrote? And I'm saying to myself, yeah, because they're all human beings and they are showing support and love to a fellow human being. They separate entertainment from real life. And Roman Reigns is a very private person. You compare his social media footprint with others in wrestling, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And before anybody says it, yes, Roman Reigns has that right. I totally respect that. But right now, you gave your prayers, you gave your support. Let this guy fight this. Let this guy do do what he has to do. Again, you don't know what form of leukemia he has. You don't know if he has to go to chemo and radiation. You don't know if he only has to take a pill and keeps keeps it under control, but his wrestling career may be over. Maybe it's something else where he can possibly return in a couple of years. You don't know. And just give him some time. Let him fight this a little bit, and then we will revisit it. But this is not going to be a repetitive Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, blah, 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 blah. I spent 14 minutes now talking about it, and that's it. We move on. When we get a medical update, not assumption, not guesses, not people being keyboard doctors, when we get a definitive update, we will share it, and we will talk about it. But in the meantime, let's talk about something else. Why, Dean? Why? Why? You know, everybody got a kick out of what I said on Monday. And, you know, I said this joking around on Twitter, but, you know, I I want everybody to think about this for a minute. 
you know, I had a couple of podcasters sending me clips of their shows, you know, doing these blogs on how, you know, Roman Reigns now is, you know, finally gotten over and this is that. And, 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 and I'm like, why are you sending me this? What do you want me to say? You know, you had 24 or 36 hours to digest this, to let it all sink in, to think about it. And then you give your views on it. I, every Monday night, do the show at 11.15 p.m., which is usually eight minutes after Raw ends, sometimes less. I only have about five to seven minutes to mentally prepare what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, what I'm going to talk about, what I'm not going to talk about, and that's not easy to do. Do it after 15 years and then come back to me and you know, send me whatever you're going to send. But people got to kick out of Monday with me, you know, oh my God, oh my God. Why? Because look, when you see adult fans with that shock looked on their face, yes, some people are a little over the top, fine, whatever. But when you have regular people that are really surprised and shocked at the betrayal, you know, you're doing probably something right in wrestling. You have that many people but my God, that was overkill of WWE with those camera shots. You know, you show me some people, okay, fine. But after a while, it's like, all right, it's a betrayal. Okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, people are shocked. All right, I don't need to stop. That's how I felt on Monday. Like, I'm trying to watch Seth Rollins' face. Like, why, Dean? And Dean, you know, having this, you know, moment where he's flipping out, you know, why, blah, 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 blah. And every time, like, you're just trying to ingest that, and they're flashing, you know, the camera on, you know, this person and this person, this person, and it just totally aggravated the shit out of me. All right. I don't need to see 45 different camera shots. We get it. It was a betrayal. But now everybody's saying, like, what's going to happen on Monday's Raw? And people are asking me, well, where do you think this is going to go? Now, we've talked for a couple of months that Dean Ambrose was going to be turning eventually. A lot of people targeted Survivor Series, you know, but obviously they put it on the fast track because Roman Reigns is illness. So they did it on Monday. So now what's going to happen on Monday? And for me, and this is another example of what I've said in the past when it comes to pay-per-view predictions. I don't enter pay-per-view contests, all right? I don't give people my entries because what I predict, in my view, how I would do it and what WWE does is two totally different things. If I did predictions to get things right, I would give you predictions based on how I think WWE would do it. And I will not do that. I'd rather tell you how I would like to see it go down. And in a lot of cases, it ends up that the match is wrong. Don't, don't you see why I've gotten every bit of the MLB playoffs right so far? Every single part of that playoffs for Major League Baseball, I've predicted correctly so far. All right, and it's documented online. The NFL on Sunday, I had a whole bunch of people on social media asking me for picks on five different football games, got them all right. It's documented. Why? Because I'm predicting what the actual outcome is going to be. Not what I want it to be, but what I believe it's going to be. And in wrestling, the, the Dean Ambrose thing, you know, how I think it should go down and how WWE thinks is two totally different things. So I'm always going to give you, in my view, how I think it should be and how I think it should be is very simple with Monday. It all has to do with Seth Rollins' singles title because Dean Ambrose, you know, teasing this dissension 
for the last couple of weeks. You know, be lucky I don't go for the universal title or this title, this, this, or that, whatever it is. Seth Rollins is content. He's got a singles title. And they vacated the universal title. So before Dean Ambrose could even possibly fight for the universal title that Seth Rollins, quote unquote, puts them in a tag match for the tag titles. And maybe that's not what Dean Ambrose wanted. And because of that, he lost it out. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So Seth Rollins has a singles title and Dean Ambrose does not. Seth Rollins is the one that is making all the decisions and Dean Ambrose is not. So as far as Monday goes, you know, that's maybe how Dean Ambrose should go. That Seth Rollins is making all these decisions. And maybe if you want to get Dean Ambrose more over as a heel, you could have Dean Ambrose have this false, wacky, you know, thinking that Seth Rollins intentionally prevented Dean Ambrose from being a um, singles champion. And that's why he won the tag belts with him. Maybe Dean Ambrose in his mind thinks that Seth Rollins had them win the tag title so Seth Rollins wouldn't have to face him for his title. Just because Dean Ambrose turned on Rollins doesn't mean that Dean Ambrose has to incorporate the universal title in this storyline. In fact, I don't even know if WWE wants to do that because as I said on on uh, Monday, you know, I think Braun Strowman should get that title. They turned him back to babyface, which we said for a couple of months that once this storyline goes its course, he's going to turn on Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler and go right back to being a babyface. And it's like everybody will sit back down the line and say, why was he with these two other guys in the first place? That's pretty much what it is. So Braun Strowman is the one best fit to be the babyface champion right now. I would get a kick out of Brock Lesnar getting it because people would be like, wow, we're back to fucking where we were before. That's what I wanted to have a couple of months ago. But, you know, when you have Braun Strowman as the champion, who is Braun Strowman going to face? You know, my thinking is, you know, maybe you do go ahead with Drew McIntyre and give him a shot for a little while. Nothing wrong with that. Do you want Dean Ambrose versus Braun Strowman right now? I'm not so sure that WWE wants to go that route. So Dean Ambrose should focus on Seth Rollins' singles title. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, before you know it, Monday will be here. So we'll see what happens. Now, a lot of uh, news today circles around Hulk Hogan. I don't know if you saw this, but Hulk Hogan went online and said that he is looking forward to going to Saudi Arabia and possibly WrestleMania, and there's a few things going on right now, and this, this, and that, and blah, 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 blah. And um, right away, people are like, oh, I guess Crown Jewel is back on. Because Hulk Hogan specifically said Saudi Arabia. So right away, people are thinking that it's back on. And I'm sitting back laughing because, as I wrote about a week ago, you know, unless you know that it's definitely off, or if it's definitely on, Stop with these fucking articles. There is one website right now. I kid you not. I went and I looked at all of the, I did a search for Saudi Arabia on their website and their website actually has like nine different articles. And it went from the event being on to the event being canceled to the event being back on to the event being scrubbed to the event being in jeopardy to the event being back on to the, the, the Saudi sports authority that they, it t- more turns than the big show has turned baby face and heel. And now they're all thinking, Oh, 
Crown Jewel back on because Hogan said he's going to be in Saudi Arabia. Well, I'm actually going to go a different route with this. You know, just because Hogan said Saudi Arabia, return to Saudi Arabia with WWE doesn't necessarily mean it has to do with Crown Jewel. All right, just because Hogan says he's coming back doesn't mean that it's going to be November 2nd. But remember, when you had that fool from Barstool on Monday saying that the crown jewel in Saudi Arabia was in jeopardy because Cena and Daniel Bryan refused to go, that is just one of the dumbest fucking things that I have read all year as well. All right, Saudi Arabia, all right, you may be a gigantic Daniel Bryan fan, but the Saudi uh, prince and the hierarchy, I don't think are big as big of fans as as we are. So just because you may think that Cena and Daniel Bryan are the, the cornerstones of an event doesn't mean that Saudi feels the same way. So to turn around and say it's in jeopardy because of Cena and Daniel Bryan not appearing is just dumb. And what did I say on Monday? Easily replaceable. Throw a le- another legend on there, somebody from yesteryear, or add a stipulation You know, that sounds a little more exciting and boom, there is your replacement. You know, you'll have the Saudi prince going, Daniel who? Cena who? That's just the way it is. So Hogan, you know, and some people think that this is why WWE uh, not too long ago uh, let Hulk Hogan back into the company. Remember when Hogan had the speech backstage and all that stuff? Some people are now thinking that, oh, well, maybe when WWE negotiated the deal with Crown Jewel, that Hulk Hogan was mentioned in this deal as well. And don't forget, a lot of people may not remember this, but not too long ago, you had the chairman of the Saudi General Sports Authority on Twitter post a photo of Hulk Hogan. So they wanted Hulk Hogan. Makes you wonder if WWE brought Hogan back in because of this Saudi deal that they did earlier this year. But that's a big story going around. Um, By tomorrow, I believe we will know if they are going to be doing this event in Saudi Arabia. As I said yesterday on Blah Blah Blah, um, if you ask me what I would do, maybe you postpone it for a couple of weeks. Even though that's not easy if you look at WWE schedule Saudi Arabia is not 50 miles away all right it's that's it's not easy to go all the way to Saudi Arabia and come back and not fuck up other house shows other events that are going on WWE is a company that provides entertainment you know 12 months out of the year so it would be very very difficult to just throw a date back at it now I don't know the exact date where they were supposed to go back to Saudi Arabia after Crown Jewel. But let's just pretend for a minute and let's say February. Let's just say February, all right? Maybe WWE announces that they return in February. I think that would be a little bit too far away, especially when you have so many storylines right now with Kane and The Undertaker, with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. You know, do you postpone it for two, three months? I don't know. I don't know if you do that. I don't think you can just postpone Saudi Arabia for a week or two or three weeks. And now there's reports online saying that it's in the U S government's hands. We told you that fucking two weeks ago. I mean, this was always 
you know, based on, remember when I said that if the government issues a travel ban or a travel warning to a, to warn U.S. citizens not to travel to Saudi Arabia, that is when WWE would seriously consider shutting it down in Saudi Arabia. That is pre- pretty much where it's going. And now people are reporting that. So let's see what happens. Like I said, I think by tomorrow we should hear something. You know, don't hold me on that because, again, you know, this isn't about Saudi Arabia making crazy money off of this event. Remember the ticket prices, as we discussed on Monday, when you add up how much money that they will make in that stadium from WWE. Now, I'm not talking about food and merchandise and other shit like that. But as far as ticket sales, Saudi Arabia is not doing this right now about making money. And when you have the money that they do over there, you know, remember, this is a country where, and I'm not saying everybody lives there poor, but this is a country where the people in government could be billionaires and trillionaires and everyday folk have next to nothing and make five, 10 bucks a day. All right. I'm not saying that it's that extreme in Saudi Arabia, but there are countries just like that. So when you have a fucking prince that is a multi, multi billionaire, you know, possibly trillionaire, and he turns around and says, all right, you know, uh, you know, I lose a hundred thousand, you know, it's like us going on a little fucking vacation or buying overbidding on something on eBay. When you have that much money and you're not really pissing away that much at all. So we'll see where it goes now. On Epic Sports' YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago, I told everyone, you know, send your questions in, keep them as brief as possible, and I would answer them on Breakfast with Blasi. I've done some batches already. I want to get into some more batches in a moment. Uh, I definitely want to discuss what people are asking me about the signs that showed up on SmackDown yesterday and something we've actually talked about over the last week or two, really starting to focus on the women's tag title, so we'll get into that in a moment. Want to shout out our new and returning patrons, Gareth Nelson, Stefan Hurt, Robert Kennedy, Andrew Kolick, and Beardface Killer. Shout out to our associate producers on Patreon, Michael Cuomo, Tygsy Bowers, happy birthday, my friend, Daniel Warren, Brian Byrne, Rob McCabe, Marcus Antonius, the Metaphysic Fox, Spider Lewin, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Frank O'Shea, Brandon Rice, Julian LeBlanc, Anna, I don't give a shit about your kids, Banana. Douglas McKay, Murrow Coombs Jr., Kenneth Hewlett, Russell Zavala, Donald J. Trump, James Deal, Crestman, C.J. Uihara, Scott Woodford, Toby DeShong, Jason Pratt, Josh Wilson, Mandingo Chamberlain, Lucia Dalban, Sean DeMarsh, Bob O'Mac, Tim Everhart, Jeffrey Collins, Matt Militia, Mark Israel, James Grusom, Anthony Smith, Out in the Here, Aaron Kloss, Aaron Walker, Brent Webster, Hassan Hashmi, John Stern, Nick O'Time, Billy Taylor, Chrysanthemum Tamale, the evil baker and food truck guy. Villainous Havoc, Courtney Summers, Chuck Lentz, Brandon Foley, Michael Westfall, Johnny Marin, Diogo Nobre, Adam Demoy, Rich Maharg, Paul Woods Jr., Magic Johnson, Jerry Stewart, Razorback Rob, Zach Spoonamore, Brandon Davidson, Andrew914, Russell Zibanala, John Coffey, Ian Mitchell, John Steck, Mark Redman, John Miller, Justin Rebstock, Dan Hayes Valdez, Daniel Williams, Paul Convoy, and Bad Boy. Nico. Anybody in house music can remember Bad Boy Bill? I, I just, I used to love his mixes. Bad Boy Bill is in the house. Bad Boy Bill is in the house. <laughs> uh, what's up? Anyway, shout out to all of our associate producers on Patreon. Thank you for, as always, for the support. They are the stockholders of what we do. They are the reason why these shows remain free. 
for everyone. They, along with our other patrons, really um, support uh, our shows um, like no other. Give our Patreon page a shot, patreon.com slash Don Tony. Five bucks a month gives you access to the Patreon-exclusive shows we do there, Breakfast Soup, Castle Chronicles, Brought Back, blah, blah, blah. Get ad-free episodes of DTKC, Breakfast of Blossie, This Week of Wrestling History, pay-per-view predictions contests. We do random giveaways and uh, a lot more. Retro episodes of the Mass Maniac Show, uh, lost episodes of the Minority Report for anybody that goes back that far with us. There was so much shit going on over there. Five bucks gets you everything. And, you know, you sign up for a month. If you don't like it, PM me. I'll be more than happy to give you your money back. So let's get into um, very quickly. Yesterday on SmackDown, a lot of people took notice that the signs were floating around the arena. We want women's tag championships. Now, two, three weeks ago, I told everyone, expect the women's tag titles to start gaining legs, to start gaining steam. And since then, if you notice, Ronda Rousey made a comment. She'd love to be a tag champ with Natty. Sasha Banks, she'd love to be a tag champ with um, with Bailey. Naomi brought up the tag champs today. And you have fans with these signs now. Now, the funny thing is, yesterday at SmackDown, people were reporting that they were giving out the signs. They. Who's they? It was just funny. I mean, people really don't know the fucking answer. They'll just write generalistic shit like that. Was WWE passing them out yesterday? Well, truth of the matter is, is that it was a, it was fans doing this. Kind of reminiscent of Cesaro's section, kind of reminiscent of others, um, but they are getting momentum as well. They are paying attention to women in WWE who are making these very subtle, very, you know, matter-of-fact comments about the tag titles, and some fans are catching on to it. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they did an announcement at Evolution that they are going to be having women's tag titles. It just makes sense. I'm glad, and I mentioned this a couple of months ago, I, I didn't want them to blow their load and have the actual tag team titles determined in evolution. You know, you got to milk this a little bit. You know, when, when things are, and people remember when I said this, when things are at a lull, that's when you throw something like this out of the bag. You got to keep a couple of bullets, you know, in, in the chamber. And when you, you know, really need to pull one of those, pull a trigger and announce something and get a little bit of momentum again for your women's, you know, revolution, evolution, whatever you want to call it, then you let the cat out of the bag. And I kind of think that making the announcement on Sunday would be great. You get that on the fucking pay-per-view. You get that on the video. You look back on it five, ten years ago at Evolution. They made the announcement the women's tag titles were going to be determined. And you do another tournament, you know, in the near future. And then you'll have tag matches with the women on Raw and on SmackDown. And it takes the focus off of some storylines. You know, you do tournaments. You realize that there's a lot of women that aren't in storylines right now. You know, yeah, I know you got the Riot Squad with Sasha and Natty and Bailey or a combination thereof for months and months and months. But other than that, you don't have all that much. You got the Mixed Match Challenge. So once the Mixed Match 
ta- challenge, say that fast 10 times, finishes, you could do the women's tag tournament. I don't know. I don't know if they will announce it Sunday. But in my opinion, that would probably be the smart way to go. We'll see what happens. But I personally think it is 110% definite that these women's tag titles are coming. Think about it. Stephanie wants women to have equal playing field, equal everything as the men in wrestling. That's all right. She runs the company with others. That's what she wants to do. You know, is it the best business decision? I don't know. But it's her company. So if you're going to try to make things as equal as possible, you're not going to have tag titles for women. It is 110% definite the women's tag titles are coming. It's not even a question. The only question you should have is when. Michael Lopez, favorite Mortal Kombat character to play as? I don't really remember. I haven't played Mortal Kombat in years and years and years. Um, I was never really into like Street Fighter and stuff like that. I liked more uh, in recent years of the fucking Grand Theft Autos and stuff like that. And even with that, I would just drive around and run people over and fucking have the cops chase me and do shit like that and try to get away. Uh, To me, that was the most fun out of everything. Uh, Miles, what do I think about a team angle versus team Corbin match at Survivor Series with the winning captain as permanent GM? I like it. Nothing wrong with that. Problem is right now, Baron Corbin doesn't really have too many friends, if you think about it. And um, we'll see. I mean, if you look at team angle, I don't know who actually would be on the team with angle. Could you possibly see Elias being on team angle now because of what happened on Monday? I don't know. But that's not a bad idea. If if Kurt Angle is going to come back as permanent GM again, remember, you got bipolar Stephanie, and I say as the character, I don't mean in real life. You got bipolar Stephanie, you know, in storyline, you know, maybe she doesn't want Kurt Angle as the permanent GM. Maybe she likes the challenge of the winner being GM. I don't know. We shall see. Big B, 860. WWE is obviously still relying on nostalgia acts and attempt to pop ratings. No, 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 no. It's not about popping ratings. All right. There is nothing WWE right now that they can do to pop a rating unless they make their product must see TV again. All right. Unfortunately, you can't have as great of a turn as Dean Ambrose did on Monday happen week in and week out and week in and week out. But if you can write some compelling storylines and have people executing them at the top of their game and fans get into it, and I really mean really get into it, then you make wrestling a little bit more must-see TV, and that's how you pop ratings. Um, What was the first wrestling event I ever attended? I've talked about this. In fact, this week in Wrestling History, episode 42, I brought up two Ridgewood Grove Arena events that I went to in 1983. First event I ever went to, I think, was in 82. I was a kid. I mean, just a kid. You know, not even puberty for the most part. And my grandmother took me. But it was always Ridgewood Grove Arena first. 
I got a little bit older, started going to the Madison Square Garden. Um, I got the opportunity to go to the garden a couple of times in 83 and 84, but usually it was with like my friend's father. You know, my father never was into wrestling. He don't like wrestling. My mother doesn't know what the hell it is. They've heard of Hulk Hogan, but that's pretty much it. So, you know, my friend's father or his uncle would take us once in a while. But as far as really going to events on my own, it was mostly Ridgewood Grove Arena first, then the garden later on. And then once the late 80s, early 90s came around, I um, became friends with Georgie Amacropolis, God rest his soul. We'd go to some garden events and see her there and some others. And uh, you know, the rest is history. Uh, Mac P, what matches do I want? And what do I think will be at the next WrestleMania? Look, right now things are so up in the air. I don't know if WWE would have Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins uh, extend all the way to Mania. Um, it kind of feels like, you know, they may have to do the match sooner. Let's see what develops. Let's see if who gets traded from Raw to SmackDown. I do see some trades happening. I think it's a little bit too early to tell. Um, I also am starting to think that we might see a jump from NXT to the main roster. That's something that nobody thought about since Monday. All right. Things got shuffled. Obviously, you know, it started a chain of events. You know, Braun Strowman replacing Roman Reigns is, you know, possibly the top baby face right now. Taking away Braun Strowman is the heel in that storyline. Yeah, you have Dean Ambrose now as a heel. But now since Dean Ambrose is no longer a baby face in the shield, who steps up there? I think there is room for someone to be called up from NXT. It would not be surprised if that happens uh, within the next month. Could happen sooner. Who knows? Um, who do I think are the most underrated women wrestlers in WWE currently? You know, underrated? I don't like that word. I like underutilized. Might be a little bit better. And you got the usual suspects, Asuka, and you have a few others. Um, you know, you look at the women's roster, Raw and SmackDown, let's be honest, Evolution, the women on Raw seem to have more of a footprint than SmackDown does. Yes, you have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I don't understand why they don't have at least one match at Evolution of Raw versus SmackDown or maybe Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. I know Survivor Series is coming up, but still, Evolution, it would have been a nice little thing to have a little bit of friendly competition between the brands. You could even do something and it could tease or hybrid into a Survivor Series match. Um, but, you know, as far as women, you know, underrated, no, I don't really go with that. I say underutilized is probably better. And um, it's going to be exciting to see what happens with Yo Shirai. That's someone who I've been prepping people for the last, you know, six months on the shows. You know, just watch, watch. She is going to uh, go places in WWE. I know you could say the same thing about Asuka. I read the reports. I never addressed them, but I read the ridiculous reports that Asuka was being held back because she don't speak English. It's just when you just take a step back and think to yourself, the fucking winning streak that they gave her on, on NXT, if you wouldn't have put her in that, much of a dominant position. All right. She didn't fucking speak English there either. 
know what I mean? Yes, NXT is totally different than, than the main roster, but still. You put that much stock in Asuka. You have all the fans of WWE, whether they are, are loyal to NXT or not, they're hearing about this woman beating Goldberg's record, his streak, and all this other stuff. Then you bring it to the main roster, and you don't know what to do with, with her because she don't speak English. That's dumb. Whoever came up with that is trying to find the reason why she got pulled back. And I told everyone the reason from WrestleMania. They put her so... And I'm, I have my hand up in the air right now. I talk with my hands. When people start seeing the video versions of what I do, you'll see I'm always talking with my hands. But right now, I have my hand over my head. You know, WWE realized they had Oscars so much higher than everyone else that they had to bring her back a little bit. The problem is, is they didn't know how to do that. They tried to do it with Carmella, with fucking James Ellsworth coming back, even though I'm a big fan of his, you know, the, the cage thing and just a lot of the cheating to win. It just didn't didn't do well. Didn't hurt Oscar's value. You know, you give Oscar a couple of wins and a belt that people will forget rather quickly, you know, how much, the, you know, she was underutilized the last nine months it's only a year ago that she dominated against emma in fact i think next week is the one-year anniversary that emma was released from wwe so it hasn't been that long they can repair her yes we can rebuild her uh gerald lloyd what can wwe do to increase ratings yes must see tv are elias and Bra or braun Strowman world title material braun obviously elias it's too soon elias is going to be a major star all right, anybody that's going to say right now that he's future world champion material is being hopeful, not being realistic. All right, he hasn't gotten to that point yet. He is still developing. He is still fairly new. Yes, he's playing the guitar, and yes, we all enjoy him. You know, I've been a huge supporter of his. He is on the right path. He is on the right path. Has CM Punk's pipe bomb actually heard the product? No, no. I know some people felt that it was a little bit too real and shit like that, but no, it, it, it gave a lot of controversy and you have people that don't even, uh, aren't even in wrestling that once in a while will bring up CM Punk's pipe bomb that, you know, transcended wrestling itself. Um, let's see, Pete, who can do the, Oh, who could do the most coke in one session in their prime? Chris Adams, Gino Hernandez, Iron Cheek, Oakland. How the fuck do I know? Do I did I have I ever hung out with them and did drugs with them? I don't know. Um, in retrospect, TNA Circuit 2010 was very entertaining. Do I agree? Yeah, they had a pretty loaded roster at that time, and I think this week is the eight year anniversary that Hogan came in. I mean, they had a great roster, but. You know, there was a lot of storylines that were horrendous. You know, there was a lot of other things going on at the time that weren't good. Little incidents here and there. And um, just the way some people were, were used. It was entertaining. I mean, look, they were drawing, you know, 2 million people. You know, not every single week. 1.8, 1.6, 2.1. It's a lot of fucking viewers, especially when you realize now that, you know, Roar is around that that vicinity of viewers as well maybe a little bit more but still james davidson do i watch dragon ball no i don't i never watched it even though i know some people have said that i sound like uh who's that king guy um uh because because i i can't remember his name right now but somebody said uh once and nick Stockstill, would i rather have a beer with aj styles randy orton or john cena randy orton by far 
easily Randy Orton. Um, nothing against Cena or AJ Styles, but Randy Orton just comes off like a cool guy. I think I I probably would have the most you know pleasant conversation with with him. Um, Midnight Blue, do I think the Jumping Bomb Angels should be in the WWE Hall of Fame? No, I don't think so. Even though they were decent, you know, I don't think they were that noteworthy in WWE. However, I do believe they'll go in the WWE Hall of Fame. They started that wing now where they will announce like 15 names and they'll put them in like a, a retro wing or something like that. They will be put in there. But as far as being like one of seven inductees that we see on the banner with a little kid, you know, cancer survivor thrown in there as well. You know, no, we're not going to see that. Um, in fact, somebody asked me on these questions, oh, is Kevin Miller, do I think Barry Horowitz is Hall of Fame worthy? No. Even though I actually got a kick out of Barry Horowitz in the past and he busted his ass and he had the gimmick of always losing and patting himself on the back. Um, no, you put him in Hall of Fame, there's about 45 other people on that caliber you would put in as well. So, no, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Lax, what is the main reason both Raw and SmackDown doing so bad, yet shows like NXT are getting positive reception? You know, let's make this clear, and I've brought this up in the past. NXT is a great product, and the fans are having fun. The fans, you know, are very interactive, you know, um, but I don't think people really understand the number of viewers NXT generates. You know, I don't do the research like that. I know Meltzer is awesome with that stuff. Maybe you should ask Meltzer, you know, what type of viewership does NXT get? I think you would be surprised at the number. It's not as big as you think it is. Um, you know, it pissed me off. And I know we had the discussion in the video. The audio is on YouTube right now. Remember when, you know, the the, the announcer on SmackDown, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. And you have all the fans go, one fall. And they took that shit away. And people at the time denied it. No, they're not taking it away. Yes, they took it away. I don't know why right now when the ratings are in the shitter, it's perception, fan-friendly, interactive, things like that. Yeah, you could vote on polls. And yes, people could write shit on Twitter and Instagram. But come on, you got people in the crowd that actually spent money on your product. They bought a goddamn ticket. We watch this shit from a house. We may not be spending a penny on WWE and just watching it for free. You got a live attendance that have bought tickets and you take that away from them, that simple little interactive one fall, get the fuck out of here. I, to me, that was just way over the top. And it's perception. It Other fans see that. We all saw it. And it's like, wow, WWE, how fucking petty could you be? And sure, I don't think anybody's going to turn around and say, I'm not watching because they took that away. It's not to that extent, but you see little things like that. And it's fucking petty in my opinion. Uh, DMC universe. Uh, do I think the lawyer involved in the WWE concussion lawsuit should be disbarred? He thinks he should because the judge sanctioned him multiple times for making false statements, such as, such as claiming he was involved in NFL lawsuits and lying about how wrestlers die from injuries sustained in WWE. Now, here's the problem with with that, DMC. Um, the stuff about the NFL, I agree. You know, that is not good to lie about. But as far as wrestlers dying because of injuries sustained from WWE, 
you know, that lawyer, even though he was representing so many wrestlers and tried to build this gigantic case, you know, he's doing a lot of this based on what people tell him. You look at some of the people in this lawsuit. All right, and you actually gave me a list of every wrestler that was involved in the lawsuits. It may have been multiple lawsuits over the last couple of years, but I'm going to go through this list very, very quickly. I think everyone out there would find it fascinating. Plus, you took the time to write this, even though you probably just cut and paste it. But uh, Billy Jack Haynes, and I'm, and I'm saying this list for another reason, everyone. Let me just say the list first. Billy Jack Haynes, Vito, Adam Mercer, Luther Reigns, Russ McCullough, Ryan Sakota the wife of Viscera, the family of Doink the Clown, Matt Osborne, Dynamite Kid, Coco Beware, Blackjack Mulligan, Ivan Koloff, Road Warrior Animal, the wife of Jimmy Stucker, Paul Ondorf, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Chavo Classic, Adam Baum, Ahmed Johnson, Kamala, Dave and Earl Hepner, King Kong Bundy, Ken Patera, Sabu, Axe Smash the Berserker, Johnny the Bull, Stamboli, Sue Green, Angelo King Kong Mosca, Jim Powers, Blake Beverly, Butch Reed, Jazz, Sylvain Granier, Omar Atlas, Don Leo Jonathan, Shane Douglas, Muhammad Hassan, Henry Godwin, Princess Victoria, Judy Martin, Mark Jindrak, The Estate of Axel Rotten, Marty Jannetty, Heidenreich, Barbarian, The Warlord, Rip Oliver, Bobby Billard, The Estate of Balls Mahoney, Ashley Mazzaro, Perry Saturn, Johnny Jeter, Silva, Silvano Souza, uh, Two Cold Scorpio, Chad Wicks, Rex King, Tracy Smothers, Mantar, Black Bart, Slick, One Man Gang, J.J. Funk, Lou Marconi, Rod Price, Donald Driggers, Rodney Mack, Ron Bass, Barzukov, The Estate of Mr. Fuji. Now, I don't know. That list, believe it or not, sounds a little incomplete because I remember we actually talked about a few people over this year that we thought that them being in this lawsuit was ridiculous. But I'll throw one name right out there. Don Leo Jonathan. All right. Don Leo Jonathan has no business being in this lawsuit. The problem is, is that this lawyer went to every family of all these wrestlers and said, hey, you want to be part of this lawsuit? You can make some money from this. And some families took the bait and they signed up for it. But there's a lot of wrestlers on this list and some people that you would be like, wow, this person was in WWE for a couple of months. Why aren't they on this lawsuit? You know, this lawyer got information from these family members and maybe some of these wrestlers. So uh, do I think the lawyer exaggerate a lot of it? Sure. But in a lot of cases, it can't be proven. Uh, just dolt. Where do I see wrestling in the next 10, 15 years? I don't know, man. I kind of feel like it's going to be similar to what it is now. It may not be um, as big as what it was 10, 15 years ago. And look, I mean, I know a lot of you out there think that ratings don't matter. And yes, you could watch wrestling a lot of different ways now that you couldn't do 10 years ago. But still, you know, we talked about this Monday. We may be entering an era where you don't have these larger-than-life megastars. Yes, you will have one person here and there. And yes, WWE will likely rely more on nostalgia in, in, the, in the next couple of years because, you know, you don't have these... Tr- gigantic mega hall of fame stars. And yes, some people will be in the hall of fame because of longevity and for all the years they put in. But as far as their star caliper, you know, I don't know. Um, Unless WWE gets a crazy offer to sell their company and then whoever buys it just totally fucks it up, which is, you know, it's not totally out of the question. Do I think WWE would sell? No, I just couldn't picture it. 
But in the next 10, 15 years, I think wrestling will still be around. And as ridiculous as it sounds, 10, 15 years is not as far away as you think it is. Look at it like this. Yours truly has been doing podcasting online now for almost 15 years. Yes, in 2003, 4, and 5, it wasn't every single week because it did hotlines. But still, you know, it's, I've been podcasting since 1997 with hotlines, if you want to go that far back. I mean, you know, did the hotlines from 97 to 05 and then, you know, went full-blown podcasting after that. But that's not that long ago. So, you know, you're not going to see this dramatic, but do I see a wrestling boom? No, I, I just don't see that. Never did. You know, you might have alternate options, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, you're not going to have your WWE, WCW, ECW like you did in the years past. It's just too much money you'd have to invest. And uh, look at, you know, Billy Corgan right now with NWA. He is trying so hard. And he is really doing a lot of good and right in NWA. And still, they're just struggling tremendously to get decent car, you know, attendances. So, uh, Smarky, I am not cool. I don't consider myself cool. Robert Swanson, tacos or burritos? Uh, tacos, if they are corn, the hard tacos. Or otherwise, burritos all the way, all the way. I actually make my own burritos like every other week at home. Ice cream or frozen yogurt, I actually prefer frozen yogurt. Spaghetti or lasagna, if spaghetti is with garlic and oil, I choose that. Otherwise, lasagna, I have once at a blue moon. My mother makes this unbelievable lasagna, but obviously because of her health, you know, she hasn't made it in a very long time. But lasagna in my family, it's something you eat on a very special occasion. Baseball or cricket, baseball. Uh, Spongebelt, do I think Jay Lethal will ever come to the WWE? Never say never. Um, I have seen him when he just started. And I've brought this up before. When he had that little bit of controversy not too long ago being accused of, uh, you know, something from a, a female wrestler, and we'll leave it at that. You know, I, did, I took his side. I don't know him personally. Anybody is capable of anything. So I can't say for sure that, you know, he did something or he didn't. But all I know is that everything I've ever heard about Jay Lethal or Saul has always been good. And I go back to seeing him at Jersey All Pro Wrestling when I would sit in the boondocks and sit very, very close to his family. And his family was always there rooting him on and he busted his ass and he is definitely a great talent. Makes me wonder if he came into WWE, if it's not soon, do they bring him in as a trainer? Do they possibly bring him into NXT? I know some of you may think that's a step down, but yeah, I mean, um, I would definitely see Jay Lethal in WWE. Depends on what kind of schedule he wants to work. Uh, let's see. Almost done. Um, let's see. Robert Par Piers, Pyers, why do I constantly clickbait Sasha Banks when I when I only shit on her? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't write articles online. I don't do clickbait stuff. All right, I do podcasts. You tune in or you don't tune in, plain and simple. Um, you know, I have actually praised Sasha Banks in the past. There's even a clip online where I actually got a little bit choked up when she won the women's title one night. For those that are going to ask, how the fuck did, did that happen? You have to go listen to it to, to understand it. I've actually defended her in the past, but 
you know, just because I defend someone doesn't mean that they don't deserve criticism when needed. And I've criticized her more in recent, the last couple of years, more than I've praised her. The whole thing about her not being on TV for a little while, that should have been handled differently. It's just my opinion. You know, I just think, you know, putting these subliminal messages to have young, young, young fans. Talk about what happened Monday. There are some people out there that actually think, wow, that's fucked up what they did to the kids on Monday. Not only did the kids realize that their hero, Roman Reigns, is done for the time being and very sick, that another one of their favorites, Dean Ambrose, turned. You know, first of all, this is entertainment. But even if you want to go to kids' route, you know, just in my opinion, you post that subliminal message, you know, and you have all these little kids looking at your Instagram and they're thinking the worst. Why would you tease like that? Why would you tease like that? Just my opinion, you know, but whatever. I will say this to Robert, and I know he's trying to push my buttons because he said a couple other nasty things about me and my shows, but I'll say it like this. You know, one thing you can definitely never disagree with Whenever I do criticize someone, even though you may think I'm wrong, and even though you may think what I said is fucked up, I will always give you the reason why. And not this bullshit reason, oh, your show sucks. Why does it suck? Well, because you're an asshole. Or your show sucks because you suck. You know, tell me specifically, like with Sasha Banks, I criticized her because of the post that she did. When I had that little spat online with Kayla Braxton, you know, I told you what actually transpired and I told you why. I don't just rip on someone and say they suck and then just leave it at that. I will tell you the reasons why I have a problem with someone. All right. But it's again, at the end of the day, it's just opinion. I'm not any more right than anyone else that gives an opinion. More people may agree with mine and then they agree with yours. Fine, whatever. You know, it, I don't force people to take my side. Yes, when I debate Kev or Mish or someone else, my goal is is to win the debate. And my goal is is to have everyone, you know, either agree with me or respect why I feel a certain way. But um, you know, it's up to you if you agree with my opinion or not. Uh Chugal, how was it like growing up with me with video games? What is I ever interested? Go to local arcade. I think I talked about this last time. You know, I, I loved arcade games much more when I was a kid than now. Even though I should be going balls out with some of these car racing games, the sports games, they look so fucking realistic. But for me, over the top baseball right now, uh, it's just my go-to game. I play it every week, a couple of days a week. Just love the overall strategy when you just, just it's awesome. And uh, I, I hate that we have to end these Q&As, you know, with this one. But Armando, fuck, marry, kill. You have to choose them from the 90s. Sonny, Sable, Tori Wilson. Um, I would, uh, wow. You know what? Are you going to force me to... Well, you know what? You know why I will answer this one? Because if I'm going to base them from the 90s, I'm going to base me from the 90s, which would have put me, you know, in my early 20s. So as an early 20s guy, and you know what? They were actually around the same age as me. So why couldn't I choose them? It would be creepy if you gave me a fuck, marry, kill, and all three women right now are like 20 years old. You know, I'm in my 40s, but... 
All right, Sonny Sable and Tori from the 90s. Got to choose from the 90s. I would I would sleep with Sonny, I would marry Tori Wilson, and I would kill Sable. I don't know. It's just me, I'm a brunette type of guy. It's interesting that you chose all three blondes. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I know some people out there probably think I'm nuts that I would kill Sable out of all of them. But um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. I never thought of it like that, but everyone check out the Texas podcast massacre. They have a website. They have a YouTube channel as well. Very, very cool place. Horror films. They cover pop culture films. Kev did an episode where they review. They live with Roddy Piper. It is really entertaining. Another podcast that's absolutely entertaining. In fact, a couple of them sneaker addict with DJ Dell's reviews so many sneakers but he also does podcasts where he interviews certain individuals a lot of people sports wrestlers politicians it's a very unique podcast rocked reviews they do a podcast where they focus on hard rock music and you know they just do it in a very entertaining way and they also cover albums that you look back that hit gold and platinum and you ask yourself, how the fuck did that happen? They just really, really do it in a unique way. SubZeroComics.com for all your wrestling, comic book, and pop culture collectible needs. Crisis in the Toyverse. They have a podcast as well. They in, they review figures, you know, collectibles. They just did one with from Ghostbusters, which is just outrageous. And as I said on Monday, go on their channel and just type in Michael Myers. Look at them on... YouTube under the name Undercover Capes. Just type in Michael Myers and just check out that review. It's fucking phenomenal. And while you're there, you know what? Just type in also Don Tony because they also reviewed my bobblehead, which was a lot of fun. Your Best Bargains LLC. They have an Amazon and eBay store. I am a frequent customer of theirs. They got a whole smorgasbord of things, stuff you could use in your house, little collectibles. It's just a lot, wide array of different things. So go check them out. And last but not least, Elman Shah. He's got a display store. If you like, if you have like a man cave and you want like some pop culture artwork on metal, go to my website, dontony.com, click on the link to his store and just browse because I thought it was so cool. I actually bought one at a video game theme to it. We were just talking about video games He's got one up there that has like a retro video game theme to it. And it's all different characters, all in this one beautiful thing of artwork. And I bought the um, the large version. So go check it out. So with that said, I think we are done. Um, I'm just checking out right now if anything is broken late tonight. Because remember, a lot of people thought today that uh, WWE was going to decide today if uh, the show was going to go on in Saudi Arabia or not. Again, I think this is just people because remember, this is why I think people made that claim. Tomorrow, WWE is releasing their earnings and it's going to be very interesting because Saudi Arabia is now factored into their earnings. And trust me when I tell you, because I, I have bought stocks in the past. I'm not a professional in the stock market, but I understand how, how it works. If their overall numbers are underwhelming, and a lot of it is of their numbers are inflated because of Saudi Arabia or the Australian Super Show, Super Showdown. Unless they have these other big time mega events taking place overseas in the near future, the stock market may not 
be very um, happy with their numbers. I'm not predicting it that they're going to have great numbers or bad numbers. All I'm saying is, is that it's going to be really interesting to see of their revenue, how much of it is this and how much of it is this. And I think some people out there, because they knew that the earnings were going to be released tomorrow, that they thought that WWE would obviously make the decision, especially if anybody that's a stockholder asked them. I don't know if they're doing a conference call tomorrow. I haven't seen anything about a conference call. But sooner or later, somebody in the financial world is going to ask them what's going on with Saudi Arabia. So, you know, we should have an answer with that any moment, any moment. And if it does come out before Monday, we'll talk about it on the DTKC show. Follow me on Twitter at DonTonyD, the website DonTony.com. Email me DonTony at DonTony.com. Facebook.com slash DTKC show. And once again, Patreon.com slash DonTony. Kev is doing a solo show, Castle Chronicles, tomorrow. Next week, I will be doing Breakfast Soup with Mish. And remember, you have uh, Blah 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 that is returned. It's on Patreon. I'll be doing another episode, I believe, on Friday. And then this weekend, you got Evolution. If you sign up on Patreon before Sunday or by Sunday afternoon, you could take part in the pay-per-view predictions contest. And uh, some really cool prizes on the prize wall there. So, all right, everyone, I'm out of here. I'm very, very happy that I was that my voice held out for the entire broadcast. So I'm going to get out of here. I'll be back in two weeks, November 7th, with your next edition of Breakfast with Blasey. Uh, now, I will let everybody know that Thanksgiving weekend, uh, I will be away. I'm going to be spending four days with my mom, my dad, my girl. It's just, so you know, anybody knows the personal situation with my mom being ill. You know, we're really making Thanksgiving special this year. So uh, I might be leaving um, Wednesday night. So I may end up doing breakfast with Blasi the night before, or I may skip an episode. I don't know, but that's not happening for another month. So I will definitely let you know by the next episode, you know, what we're doing with the uh, episode schedule for the 21st. So we'll see what happens, but got plenty of time. All right, everyone, take care, be well, and I will talk to you all again soon. Ciao. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Beer koozies. Tattoos. Mugs. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony.